0: Hey everyone, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights Podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose Coach and Spiritual Activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. We all probably have a best friend or we have had one in our lives, someone we consider is always on our side, who we trust with it, at least some of our secrets, we feel comfortable with, and whose opinion we find valuable. Best friends are great for us, and we can surely be blessings to our friends as well, giving them that kind of genuine and loving support in times of need and just sharing good times together. But we can also remember that we really always have a best friend with us, even when we're alone. This starts, of course, with an awareness of God's presence and love. His qualities are faithfully and lovingly with us always. So we're always companioned by this friend who knows us and cares deeply for us. We can accept this relationship and remember that we are the very expression of all that goodness that is in God. So we have in ourselves our own best friend. If we embrace this best friend, ourselves, as fully capable of accompanying us through life, giving us confidence, love, and joy that'll serve us well. God didn't make us less than whole and complete, full of all that's good. Yes, it's wonderful to share with others our blessings and to receive them in return, but we can surely love our own wholeness and worthiness without the sense of need. So think about what your friends mean to you. If we really care about someone... We would be the last to make them feel bad or guilty, to disparage them, to call them ugly or stupid or flawed or unlovable. A true friend wouldn't accept any of those accusations against someone they care about. They'd stand up for that one and defend them from those thoughts and remind them of why they're better than what someone might believe or say about them. As a friend to ourselves, a best friend to ourselves, we have to do the same. A friend would not put us down, so we can stop putting ourselves down, somehow justifying why our complaints are true or reasonable. We can, and without being arrogant about it, be confident of our own worthiness and stay on our own side, in our own corner. We can seek out help from others as we find we may need more clarity or guidance, but we have to start with the premise of our own lovableness. And this isn't based on thinking we're better than others or on some willful, self-motivational talks. It really is about listening to our first best friend, our father-mother love, to tell us who we are, really, and God's view of us is truth, and it doesn't have all these qualifications and conditions on it that a human sense wants to attach to things, putting so much weight on human error, personality, and so little focus on our true being this divine idea that God has never stopped loving. Listen to yourself talk and catch yourself when it's demeaning or belittling. No, you don't know yourself as you truly are. The ridiculous little gripes we have with ourselves are a waste of energy and time. They don't serve us. They only limit us. And when we're constantly self-deprecating, then we rather naturally look to others in the world for either as denial of these thoughts on our behalf or maybe the verification that our faults are really legitimate. Either way, We deny ourselves a sense of completeness and wholeness and peace, that settled happiness that that comes with this, by looking outside of ourselves instead for the world's opinions, which for good or for bad. If we continue to treat ourselves worse than our worst enemy, then we're always at war, always in conflict, even in our own homes. If we want to feel a sense of peace with others or alone, let's cultivate a friendship with ourselves. When the voices within accuse, we can deny them as a best friend would for us. If we start saying we're stupid or lazy or old or useless or impatient or broken or unworthy in any way, let's hear that like a best friend would and respond rightly. A best friend would remind us how good we really are, see even any possible human flaws as blown well out of proportion, and stop those criticisms in their tracks. A true friend would also, I think, care enough to shake us awake from self-pity and a victim mentality, lovingly but adamantly, so that we could see our own ability to overcome challenges and to be our true selves, to be free. We can't count on others to read our minds and tell us what we want to hear or to bring us the true healing we may need deep within to really flourish and be happy. We can let divine love be our guide. I don't think God accepts trash-talking ourselves any more than he would approve of us trash-talking another. Be a true best friend to yourself. Treat yourself with kindness and comfort, understanding and love, and with a good sense of humor too. Who wants a best friend with no sense of humor, who takes themselves too seriously. Let's lighten up and enjoy our own company. Take time to get to know your true self, the best of you, as a friend would instead of spending so much time pondering and ruminating about the worst of you, those limiting beliefs that are dust in the wind, really. Being better friends to ourselves makes us better friends to others, too. We have more genuine grace and joy to give. Author Henry James said, one should try to be one's own best friend and to give oneself, in this manner, distinguished company. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have any questions or comments or want to talk more, please don't hesitate to contact me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.